0: Good morning. We're going to go ahead and get into the, the word today. Well, today we're going to jump into part three of uh, our Love and Friendships, uh series. Y'all enjoying the series? Yeah. So we're going we're going on a little uh, on a little step by step here, you know, and I think that these are important things. A lot of people, they they feel that they think that, uh, You know, at church, a lot of people only like to hear stuff that has to do with stories from before, you know. And it's cool to know the stories from before, but what we want to do through that is know what God is telling us for today. You know, because a lot of people, you know, they say, okay, well, there's a story in the Bible, for example, that God told Joseph, I mean, I'm sorry, Joshua, that in order to take over a city, they needed to go over around the city, you know, one time. And so all the people are going around it at one time. And then the next day, God tells them to do the same thing. They do this for six days. And on the seventh day, God tells Joshua, you and the people are going to go around it seven times, and then you're going to shout. You know, and the walls came down that way. It was a city that was stronger than them. It was fortified. And it also had, like, uh, powerful warriors and stuff. And these people were not warriors. You know, they were farmers. They, they were family people. And so... Um, A lot of people, they take that and instead of learning how to go to God to see what it is God is going to tell you to do every day, how to overcome things every day, how to receive things from God every day. A lot of people, they just they just rather not go to God. They just rather somebody tell them, hey, we'll go around something seven times. You know what I mean? And so here you got guys that want to date some girl and they're walking around her seven times. You know, they feel like she's going to fall for them or something, (laughs) you know. And the girls just the whole time like, what is this guy doing? You know what I mean? And then I've seen people walk around cars seven times, houses seven times, you know? And so uh, uh, we, we tend to like formulas, you know? We tend to like things like do this and that's it. But part of why we're doing these series is because we may hear stories from the Bible or, or, or whatever kind of stories, but we want to know what it is God is telling us, you know? And, and we're in relationships. We have friends. We have People that we love, and sometimes these relationships, and sometimes these things are a little harder than, than, than other times, right? And so, uh, a lot of times it's difficult, you know. Relationships, like we were saying, they take work. And so, um, I want to get into today's uh, topic. So, let's go ahead and pray and ask God to speak to us today. Father, we thank you that you're good. We uh, thank you that you want to speak to us. That you. Uh, that you have a word in store for us, because you want us to succeed, because you want us to walk in your promises and to live out the purpose why you made us. And so we ask that you speak to us, and we also ask that we would not just be hearers, but also doers of the word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, so everybody, welcome. Will, good to see you. Maida. all right, everybody. And then some of you guys were able to make it to that Valentine's thing. It was pretty good, All right? And so... uh, for those of you guys that didn't, we'll, we'll have more stuff coming up and we'll let you guys know. Um, we talked last Sunday about, you know, um, how we can speak to those people that we love. Because sometimes it's hard that these people don't do the right things. A lot of times we've understood what God wants us to do. And sometimes, you know, God would not just reveal to you what you're supposed to do. God sometimes reveals to you or, or kind of urges you and hints you in things he wants to do with those that you love in your family, right? And we talked about Andrew, how he met Jesus, and he had this urge to tell his brother to go meet Jesus. You know, and sometimes when we go and pe- tell people what kind of God wants us to do, or we want to invite them or move them in something that we feel like God is prompting us to do, you follow what I'm saying? A lot of these people, they won't move. A lot of these people, they don't they, they, they're not catching the game plan that you're catching. And that's a frustrating situation to be in. If if you know what I'm talking about. Right. And so, and we talked a little bit last week about how to manage that. Right. And we talked about how to pray for these people. And, and we had to kind of be waiting on that right moment. Right. That God is working with them. And there's going to come a time when we're going to have to speak, when we're going to have to maybe come out on uh, and 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 be bold with our words and stuff. But we talked about being patient and waiting on God, and so uh, I want to continue now after that, right? And so if you're if you got somebody like that in your life, uh, continue to pray for those people. Continue to wait, and continue to just love on the on them, right? I've I found out something working with youth that I want to tell them what not to do. I want to tell them the right thing to do, and they don't want to hear you, right? And so. They, uh, I realized something though, that when I'm just want to be their friend and I, and I care about them, all of a sudden they start caring and wanting to know what you have to say, right? So before we can tell people what to do, before we can, people can uh, find us to be a credible source, you know, then they need to first know that you love them, right? And that's what we've been trying to focus on. We talked last, last um, week was truth plus love, Right or love plus truth. So we have to have love and then we can speak the truth. I see a lot of us are speaking the truth and we want to give the truth to the people that we love, right? But we have to, uh, those people aren't understanding our love. And, And the truth is that Jesus loved on people, right? And then when people wanted to draw near, they wanted to be a part of it. Jesus said, you want to be a part of what God is doing? You want to, you want to walk with God? Well, the way to do it is you got to live you got to leave your sin behind because your sin keeps you away from God. And he would give them the truth, right? But the people would receive that truth because they were already captured by his love, right? And so God has called us to spread his love. A lot of us we want to spread the words of God, and that's good. That has to do with what God called us to do, but first of all, we're called to love. And he says You know, we have to give graciously what we receive graciously, and that's his love. And so our number one job for all of us is to love, is to love on our neighbors, is to love, you know, God is constantly telling us throughout the Bible, he tells the husbands that we need to love our wives. You know, we got to work on that. We have to love them before we tell them, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, and it's because you're not doing this and doing that. And he constantly reminds us that we need to love them. And then he tells the wives that they need to love their husbands and they need to respect them and show them how how they love them by submitting to them. And and it's constantly showing that we need to love each other because once people understand, that's a universal language, once they understand that you love, right, then they'll hear your words. A lot of people, they've shut down to the gospel because they haven't felt the love coming from people who know Jesus. And if there's something that we can give, is the love of Jesus. That's something a religion cannot give you. A religion can give you a bunch of rules and you can learn a lot. And they're good things, but something that a religion cannot give you is the love of Jesus. That's something that God has to directly give to you. And if you don't have that to give, all you have is just words. And this is about more than just words. You know, it's about the love of Jesus. And once that's there, then we can use our words just to kind of lead people in the right direction. And the truth is that there, the Spirit of God is going to give us the words. It's going to, he's just going to get everything in order. Even if you don't have the perfect words, even if you're not super good with words, you know, he's going to put the right people there, and he's just going to have you say the right things, uh, you know. And, and, but most of all, we have to have prepared the way. We're letting the Spirit of God lead us to love on people. All right, so does that sound pretty good? Right. And so today, let's move on to the next part. I want to move now to the communication part. Right. Once, you know, um, I feel that we love on people, then we can uh, when people have uh, they can hear what we have to say. I I want to talk a little bit about the communication and that that's part of it. You know, I mean, if you uh, sit next to somebody in a classroom you know, I've, I've, you know, you get those assigned seats when you're in school because uh, it's, it's kind of strange for a teacher to just let you sit where you want. So they assign you seats. And so I've seen people that I've never known in previous years and I've had to sit next to them. And that's probably not the person that I would sit next to or I'm probably not the person they would want to sit next to, right? But after sitting next to someone for quite some time, you begin to know, you know, oh, they're about to take out this from their backpack, right? Or they're about to throw on their headphones. You begin to study what they do. And today, how's it going? You know, did you do your homework? Whatever it is, if you sit next to someone at church, if you just simply say hi and spend one minute speaking to somebody throughout a year, maybe two to three times a week, by the end of that year, you're going to know that person and things about that person a little bit better than you did when you hadn't even sat next to them and never even said hi to them, Right? So communication is something that allows us to know people. And if we want to know people more, we have to communicate. The Bible says that uh, no one knows a person or a man unless uh, the, the, the one that best knows a person is the spirit of that person. You know. And so unless, that spirit of the, unless we know this, that spirit of the person reveals who that person is, then we're never going to really get to know that person, right? We can assume things, and we assume things sometimes or think things that are sometimes wrong. And so the words, they let us know what's in a person's heart. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, you know, speaks the mouth. It's what Luke 6.46 tells us. So, so whatever is in the person's um, heart comes out through the mouth. And sometimes when I want to know what somebody's all about, I just sit there and let them speak for a little bit, you know? There's people that you got to get them to speak, and there's people that you can't stop them from speaking, right? You just, they just go, go, go. I got this cousin that, she goes, so how you guys doing? And right when you're about to answer, y'all are good? No, y'all haven't been good? Because there's been a lot of people sick, you know what I mean? And uh, you're probably thinking, man, she's just, she's wondering this, and then she answers for you and she thinks things for you that you may have thought of saying, and you're probably thinking this, like, nah, nah, but not really, right? But, you know, and then she talks for you. There's some people that you can't get them to stop speaking, right? But there's people that speak a lot and say nothing, right? So I want to talk about communicating uh, because it's something that's important. So love and friendship, part three, communication. Let's kick it off. So being around people, right, doesn't automatically make you a good people's person. There's people that have been around people their whole life, and they suck at people, you know. They're not good at it. You know? I've known people my whole life, and we, don't, we can't communicate really about nothing. How's it going? It's going good for me, too. Thank you, you know. I go like that. So the fact that you grew up around people doesn't make you a good people person. I've communicated better with people who we don't really speak the same language. But, you know, there are people that are polite. You can tell that if they could speak, you know, they they show you. But there's people that you could speak the same language and there's really no communication happening. Um, A lot of times when we're not comfortable with somebody and when we have nothing in common, we throw small talk out there. But there's really no real communication happening, right? And so um, it's important to know that. So what I like about God is that if you don't have something, God can give you what you don't have. James says that if anybody is lacking wisdom or doesn't have wisdom, then it says ask God who can give willingly and can give abundantly whatever we ask him. So if we need wisdom, we can go to God and ask him. One cool thing about God is that we can see it in another another time, but what the Word of God does is that if you don't have something that you're supposed to have, that you should have, that you need to have to be successful and to be who God made you to be, God can give you that, that you don't have. See, the world says, oh, you're just not good at that. You just don't have good people skills and you just don't, you need a different job, right? But if you don't have that, God can give you that. Also, if you have something that you shouldn't have, the Bible, it says that that God can reprimand or he can take something away that you don't need to have. Some of us have things that we Shouldn't have. Some of us have things that, if we're honest, we don't even like that we have, right? And you, we just can't shake them. Well, you just can't take them off. Some of us ain't to that uh, honesty point yet, right? But if we're honest, if not as somebody who lives close to you or next to you or with you, right? And so there's certain things that you know that that we can that that we can do without, and that's what the word of God does. If you have something that you're not supposed to have that's affecting you in your marriage in your relationships in your job in your walk with God he can take it away right and the Bible can also so it can take things away or it can give you things that you need and it can also correct things that you're doing but you're doing wrong that you're supposed to do but you're just not doing it right so some people they are loving their husband right because they cook for the guy and and they clean for the guy but they're like there there's your food like if you're throwing it like that the guy's going to eat it because he's hungry right but you know what if we did things, you know? Imagine that a, a husband comes, well, here's the flowers. It's this Valentine's, you know? Well, yeah, because well, I'm supposed to buy it, right? But imagine that that guy just does something, not because he's supposed to, but because he wants to. That's something that you feel, that communicates something to you. So a lot of times we're doing the right things. You may be working and bringing the money home, but a lot of times we're doing things that we're supposed to do, but we sometimes aren't doing things correctly, right? And so the Bible says... You, you, you ask, but you don't receive what you're asking for because you're asking wrong. And it goes to tell them how they're supposed to ask God for things, how we're supposed to pray. And that's just another topic. But with the word of God, those three things is what it does. It takes things that you shouldn't have. It gives you things you should have, right? And it corrects things that we're doing wrong. And so um, being around people doesn't make you a good people's person. People think that just because, you know, they, uh I've known people that they go, oh, well, you know, they have a lot of siblings, so they, they should be people that they know how to share and they're good with people. I know people that have a lot of siblings and they're stingy, you know, and they're not good people. You know, and and sometimes we think that when somebody grows up and they're a single child, they tend to be stingy or they they tend to be, you know, kind of. But a lot, I've known a lot of people that have money and, and and that they're the only child and they're very giving and stuff because it really has to do Um it really has to do with things that you have worked on, right, and so you know you can you can say, well, I grew up, and it was five of us, so I'm supposed to be someone who shares a lot I'm supposed to be someone who but you know i I may not have uh that's, that should be the tendency that I had, but some of us don't don't have that, and so that's where the Word of God is supposed to teach us and so um I want to tell you a story here about a young man and his stepfather. So this was a young guy. He was, a, he was like around 16 years old, right? And so him and his stepfather, they didn't really have a good communication, which is what we're talking about today. And so the, the stepfather wanted to have a better communication with, this, with the kid, you know, with his stepson. And so he's thinking of ways that, that he, he can do it, you know? And this guy, the stepdad, he loves fishing, so he figures, man, I, I'll take my stepson on a fishing trip. But, you know, he just doesn't know because they don't communicate too well. And, you know, here his wife is like, yes, you know, that these guys are going to bond a little bit. Because sometimes we want things to happen. We just don't know how to make them happen, right? And so um, the kid doesn't really like fishing, though, you know. He's more into reading books, and that's kind of what he's into. He's kind of bookworm. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. But and so, but the stepdad, because he wants to bond, he goes, hey, maybe I get this guy to get outside, man, get a little tan or something, you know, get some sun on him. And so he takes him on a fishing trip. And, and so when he takes him there, I mean, they're on the second day of this fishing trip. You know, these people that are serious about fishing, they don't just go for like a couple hours. They, they take a few days, you know. And so they're on the second day. And this guy, this kid, he just can't stand it much no longer. You know, they're on the boat there. And he's just like, man, and they don't communicate well. So he never was able to tell him, man, I don't want to go. You know, his stepfather said, hey, I packed your bag. You know, he stopped at the gas station, got him a drink, everything to to head out to where they were going to go fishing. So the kid can't bring himself to tell him that he doesn't want to be there fishing. So he goes, I know what I'll do. I'm going to write him a letter, you know, because if you can't. You know, you know, those people that really wouldn't say things to your face, but they probably post it on your page or something like that, (laughs) you know. And so this guy said, I'll write him a letter, you know, because sometimes we can better communicate ourselves that way, you know. And so he wrote this guy a letter about, man, how he didn't want to be there. He wasn't having a good time and he would just prefer that to go home. And he gives this guy the letter, you know, and the guy took the letter and he puts it in his pocket. You know, he goes, "Okay, I'll read it. Thank you. You know, they they stayed three more days on that fishing trip. And this kid is super upset because this guy totally ignored his letter, you know. When they get back home, I mean, the whole time back home, you know, um, they didn't speak in the car. And this kid couldn't couldn't wait to get home. And he was ready to tell his mom all about this guy, how he was, you know, such a jerk, wouldn't even listen to his note or, you know, take it into consideration. And so, you know, the whole time... This guy, uh, the stepdad is trying to say, well, you know, what's wrong with this kid? You know, I'm trying to do something with him. And so they get home and the kid, you know, he he gets along with his mom. He goes, this guy's such a jerk. You know, he goes, I can't stand my stepdad. I wrote him a note about how I don't like fishing. And he, he just totally ignored my my note. We stayed three more days. And his mom tells him, son, you know, he, your stepdad doesn't know how to read. You know, so never never in the whole time Did the stepdad ever communicate to the kid, you know what, I don't know how to read. And so part of uh, good communication happens not only when we know what to say, but also when we know the person we're speaking to. You know, part of good communication is we have to know that the, the people that we're speaking to, and we have to know how to communicate that to them. You know, I can't go and preach to somebody who didn't grow up in church using a whole bunch of like church language and words, you know, so I have to know the person, right? And so also there has to be something in communication in, into where we can be transparent and, and people can know who we are, you know? Um, I know people that don't know how to read because they didn't have much schooling and they're kind of embarrassed about that, you know? They're kind of embarrassed to say that. And so this guy never came out and told them and so there there was never a communication and then there, there makes room for misunderstanding and the communication, whatever little they may have been, even gets worse, you know, and it gets colder. And so part of it is you have to know the person that you want to communicate with. So um, a lot of people they just get frustrated because things in their marriage maybe don't get better. The communication doesn't get better, and so they just decide to quit working at it. You know, and they They decide that, you know what, I'm just keep doing my thing. They can keep doing their thing. And and they don't work at that. You know, they're like, you know what, I'm just pray for them and let God work in them because, you know, they just don't want to listen. But they didn't realize, like last week, that every time they try to share Jesus, there's people that they want to share the faith, but they come out kind of aggressive. They can't come out where, like, I realize that. I realize, like, when I share, like, why aren't the people speaking back to me? And I realized that I was making it like a monologue. So I just waited for God to to make a thing that was more of a dialogue, you know? They're like, hey, well, what do you think, you know, about this? And and I would look at other people, how they were shared. I was like, man, if I didn't know God, I was like, I'd hate to be on the other end of that. And, and I began to observe that, you know? And so we have to know the people that we're talking to. Um, this weekend, there was a guy working at my house because my restroom needed to do, uh, have a little bit of remodeling. And so uh, there was a guy that was working there that that I know, but... He has a worker with him. This guy's not a believer, nothing, right? And I always look for opportunities that I could share Jesus with somebody, right? But this guy's not asking me anything. And sometimes you can feel people that they're a little like, man, these people, you know, they're going to try to get me or something. So, you know, I was just like, hey, whatever, you know. And when he was at the house, hey, you want a soda? And I like this Coke, uh, that's a green Coke. It's, uh, I forgot, it's called like Coca-Cola Life or something. And so it's not a diet coke it's like a coke that that uh that is just less sweet than the red one. So I like it cuz I think the red one's kind of too sweet. And so I I offered him one and he, he kind of didn't he never seen that one before and so he didn't want to take it. So I had Squirt and he preferred that one. And then the next day that's all I had the green one and he drank it. He goes, "Man, that's a good coke. Where do you get it?" And then it started with the Coca-Colas here. And so I said, "Yeah, uh you didn't take it yesterday cuz you didn't know it right and you, you were kind of and so we started talking like that and then just to make a long story longer you know we <laughs> we uh, that guy ran they ran out of floor or tiles that they were putting down and so my friend says can you go to the, our storage to get some and he told that guy do you want to go he goes no like he preferred me to drive so i went and we went with him and as we were going he goes hey so you you guys that are christians like you, like y'all the you know, is it bad to dance? And he, he, himself, he, he himself began to ask me questions. And so, and, and so I began to talk to him about, about that topic. And, and then he started asking me more questions. And, and it was just something that was, you know, that he, he brought out. It was something that was, we were reasoning. He goes, no, nah, because, uh, you know, uh, such and such person that he knows from his family, like they're, they're, they're so gun ho about this and that. And he goes, I, I really didn't understand. And, you know, it was just a conversation. It was just something that had reason, that had dialogue. And the guy, I could tell that he was catching the word. I could like feel God speaking to him. So it was kind of a God appointment, but we have to follow that communication, right? And so we have to know the people that we're speaking to. And so I don't know the guy 100%, but I know that what I do know about him was that he's been around believers. He's been around people that have been kind of religious though, you know? And about people that that has said they follow Jesus, but they've been kind of hardcore about things, but they got other areas in their life that are really out of order. So this guy's kind of confused, you know? Why are you so strict about, like, you shouldn't dance, you shouldn't do this or that? And and, and how come this and this in your family and this in your home? And your, you know, and he's not telling me all that, but I kind of know that just from the guy, you know, when they introduced me to him. And so because I know who I'm speaking to, I know that this person may be kind of... Uh, uh, have defenses or walls up when I want to speak to him about God, right? Because there's been p- probably people that try to shove it down his throat before, and he didn't really understand. So I kind of know that, and I kind of let God lead me in that, and I just wait for that moment. And so, part of what we want to do is if we want better communication in our marriages or with people who we love to bring them to Jesus to, so that we can walk together, you know, we have to know who we're communicating to, right? And, um, something that's important is that we have to know that walking with Jesus or towards Jesus together is the best thing we can do for our marriage. It's it's going to bring unity, you know, because when we walk with Christ, he's the one that established marriage. He's the one that, he's the one that, uh, uh, kickstarted families. He's the creator of families. So if our family is walking with Jesus together, then that's the best thing that we can do. That's unity, you know? And so um, there's people that try to do things together outside of God to try to bring their marriages closer or their families closer. But really when you walk with Jesus and and you're doing things in a healthy way, that's, that's the best therapy that you can get. That's the best counseling that you can get. It's just something happens there, but it's hard to get people to walk with you. And so um, for this, you have to understand who you're communicating with and you have to take advantage of those moments. And so um, I, I hope that I can transmit this to you, right? I, I, I don't know if I'm not connecting, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep going, right? Yeah, am I connecting this right? Is it yeah. making sense? Okay, so look here. To know each other though requires this kind of disposition, right? This kind of willingness to let others know our weaknesses and our limitations, right? Like for example, this this uh, stepdad. You know, he just never happened to bring up that he didn't know how to read, right? And so um, to know each other requires this willingness to let others really know us for who we are. With no appearances, no fronts, no, no, nothing fake coming right up the top, right? And it requires a transparency that a lot of people aren't too comfortable with. Because it allows, that means that other people have to see my weaknesses, that means that other people have to see that even though I'm in ministry, even though I'm a pastor and stuff, I still have to work at my marriage. I still have to work at being a good friend. I still have to work at relationships. I tell people all the time, hey, I got things that that, that I, I still need a lot of work with. But, I mean, I tell them, just think about how bad I was before I started working on this stuff, you know? And so, but it requires people to look at that. And a lot of times we think that if we're walking with God, we're supposed to be like... Give an appearance that we're super strong, that, we're, that, that we know all things. And I've told people I don't know. I, I don't know that answer. I just trust walking with God, but I really can't answer that. You know, and then God reveals to me later, or I, I ask God to show me. But part of, if we really want to know others, you know, you have, to, you have to let people know your weaknesses. You know, you have to let people know, you know, areas where, where you're vulnerable or your limitations. And that, that's just part of it. You know, and so um, next we go, Paul encourages us to speak the truth to one another. So that means that, that we have to be truthful with one another. I think that uh, for, a, for a long time, uh, we've wanted to kind of prepare, um, like God showed me this. I wanted to prepare a, a super good, like, message and, and, and that everything would be super nice for, like, a service or for, like, you know, a presentation and God was just letting me know that the main thing that people need is for me to be truthful, for our ministry just to be transparent and truthful, you know. And we're working with the musicians that we have. Some of these people, we're, we're just now teaching them how to play an instrument. And that's what we have to work with. And we're just being truthful, you know. And we're saying, hey, we need people to volunteer. We need people to help out. And we just really want to, you know, be up front. I don't want to appear like we have... You know, uh, all things in order, and we have all our ducks in a row. But it's just be truthful, and just you know, with the word of God, I don't have to try to be super eloquent and super, just just to be truth. And and God encourages us to do that because people, you know, we get all these fake things all the time that we're kind of susceptible to things. And so when you can just come to somebody and just know that they're being upfront and tell you the truth, that just gives you this kind of relief, right? And, for example, you get a phone call. Hey, how are you this morning, Mr. Pena? I was like, oh, man, you know, like nobody greets you that polite, right? You've just been selected for, uh, I'm not, and you already know that you just hang up. You know, No, not right now. If somebody, I mean, really was giving you a vacation, that'd be awesome, right? <laughs> but you know that is not true because, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you've, you've faced before. So when people can be truthful to you. You know and they could tell you you know they say that if something sounds too good to be true then it, it probably it it probably is right so when I was gonna buy a lawnmower for my house when I moved there I was trying to buy something used because I can find a new one so I was looking on uh, like Craigslist and stuff. I mean, there was mowers for like a hundred bucks, like riding mowers, you know? I was like, nah, you can't even get a push mower for that much, you know? So it sounded, I was like, man, something's wrong with this. And the more you look into that stuff, you waste all this time. You go look at that thing and then there's stuff wrong with it. It's missing parts. It has a bad transmission. It's like, dang, no wonder, right? So what I ended up doing is I tried to cut the, the headache and I saw one that was for 600 bucks. It's like these things new probably cost you know, about 1,200 or something. So I was like, this thing is kind of half off. It looks like it's kind of used. And I kind of just went with that because I was like, that sounds more reasonable. And I went, I still use that mower, you know? I mean, and it, you know, I've had to do little things. I did a little tune up to it and stuff, but it works fine. And it's just something that sounded more reasonable, more truthful. So Paul encourages us to be truthful, you know, to one another. Like people are like, oh, you don't have to get rid of nothing. Just come to Jesus and all this. And I tell people, no, well, I mean, the most important thing is that you come and that you receive his love. But there is rules. There is things, right? After you love Jesus, he's going to, in order to walk with him, there's things you have to rid yourself of. There's things that you have to, that have to be corrected in your life, right? And so communication is about speaking the truth to one another. And Ephesians tells us, therefore, putting away falsehood, speak truth, each one with his neighbor. For we are members of of one another. So it says that we need to speak truth to one another. You know, there's people that I already know that everything they, they speak has about a 50% accuracy. And on top of that, I, I got, got to doubt that 50% a little bit. You know what I mean? Because everything that they say is exaggerated. Like my grandpa, when I talked to that guy, he goes, man, everybody was there. You know, everybody and their mom was there. And then so I asked somebody else, they were like, there was like eight people, you know, at they got... He goes, ah, you have no idea. It was just something so incredible. Uh, this, the professionalism, and I, and I asked somebody else, they were like, yeah, they just had this guy playing the guitar with a singer, you know what I mean? And so I, I already know that my grandpa always, you know, he exaggerates things. And so here, it, it'd be great that, I mean, that, that's something that kind of is like funny, right? But but we have to be true to one another. There's people that they're so about their life. Like we We knew a couple that came here that, that they were so secretive about everything, and then one time we had a, ch- uh, you know, they were kind of weird. They, they wanted to appear that, that they got along really great and everything, and uh, apparently they were having issues, you know, and I'm not talking about that you have to get all your business out there like people, but there has to be a transparency and a truthfulness about us, you know, and because when somebody is fake, that just makes you want to get away. I mean, when something's fake, you don't even want to buy it, right, and so, um, one time we had a, a, a kid services, you know, and I was telling kids, hey, we need to trust God. We need to love on God. Does anybody here, you know, they want to pray that they, they need more love of God or, you know, for someone who they love, right? We were talking about this. And then this, you know, we were all the kids there. The parents were there. We had a cool moment with God. We had spoke the word. and We were going to minister to the kids. And then, and then the kid raises his hand. It was their little boy. I go, yes. What do you need prayer for? He goes, I want you to pray for my mom and dad, because they're always fighting. And this guy's like, ooh, they just wish. He goes, they're always fighting and it makes me scared. And, and he started like and he said a bunch of other stuff. And that I could tell that girl was like, I'm gonna rip his head off. You know, she was mad. And the guy was more embarrassed, like, ooh, he was just like this, like kind of grabbing his kid, <laughs> you know. The mom was like angry, you know, and I was like, um, it's not good for us to not be truthful, right? And and Paul says that we need to be truthful, right? So um, this, when we're truthful, this is a... I'm getting ready to wrap up, and then we're going to pray and dismiss. So this, to be truthful with one another, it says because we're members one of another, right? Especially in a family, and a marriage. Um, this is something that is a Christ-centered type love. You know, where, you know, I... I'm all right with people knowing my limitations. I'm all right with people knowing that, that you know, that I, I don't have all the qualities or all the things, right? And this is a Christ-centered type of love where I can speak truth to people, right? And I can tell them, you know what, I, I do need your help. I'm going to take you up on that because, you know, you hear those people like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. You know, I don't need help. And then, and then they just make a mess. They, don't, they, they didn't do it. And they just weren't truthful about about maybe some people aren't truthful when they're interviewed for a job and they say they know these things but then the truth comes out right and so when you're truthful you know and when we can speak the truth to one another right, that also means that sometimes the truth is hard to say but we we already spoke last week about speaking in love right speaking the truth with love and so There's going to be times where we're going to tell people, you know what, I I disagree with that. And this is something that we're not going to do at my house. You know, this is something that I really don't want my kids around, you know. And so we have to speak the truth, but we have to be transparent. You know, we have to be people that are really living what we say. Because if we condemn people or tell people that something's bad and it's something that we're doing, and it's something that, that isn't correct, right. And a lot of times we tell our kids, don't do this, don't do that, but they see us do it then to them, they may not tell us anything because we might punish them, but they're probably seeing that you're not being truthful with what you're telling them, right? I don't know if you can go back to maybe with your parents or with maybe adults, but a lot of kids struggle with their parents and to honor them and obey them because they saw that they weren't truthful. You know, they they tell you to do something, but they're not necessarily doing that. So a Christ-centered type of love, right? And this is a, the love that gives the security where com- good communication can thrive. So when, when all of a sudden I can be someone who's truthful, right, and transparent, then a good communication can thrive, right? And a lot of people, they can't communicate with us because uh, I've known people that they want you to tell them everything, but they're not truthful, and they, they kind of shell themselves up, Right? And so a good communication can happen because there's only trustfulness flowing one way. And, you know, they never tell you about their problems. They, they're never transparent, and they're, they're always hiding things. And so in order for a good communication to thrive, you know, you have to have that. There's people that never tell you about their family, you know, and uh, their family's all in order, right? And so that has to happen. You know, I tell people all the time, hey, for me, it hasn't been easy. I've struggled in my marriage. You know, I've struggled, you know, with, with, with the family part of marriage, you know. And I've told them I've had to work at that. I have to ask God to help me. And I've tried to be truthful because I want people to see that just because you serve God doesn't mean that you have everything in order. It just means that you know that you need God to help you with all these things, right? And I want God to correct me. There's things that God has had to take away from me. There's things that I've had to ask God to give me that I didn't have, like patience and love for people that are difficult and that kind of stuff, you know. To see past people's uh, judgment of you, to see p- past that stuff, you know, to just be able to love no matter what. I've had to ask God to give me that because that's something I didn't come with when I, when I got made or something. I, I just didn't have that. <laughs> I see people that just have that already. And I, mean, I mean, I say, man, that's so cool. You know, they don't, they, don't even, they don't even have to worry about their anger boiling up inside of them. They're just chill, you know? They just come with that package. And I've had to ask God to kind of give me that stuff. I've had to work for some of that stuff. So there's things that you're going to have to ask God for, right? So that you can have this kind of love that we can give where a good communication can happen with those that you love, with your friends, with those that you want to win over for Christ. And just to finish off, You know, uh, we need to listen, right? Listen so you can understand. If I can sum up this message in in one phrase, it would be, listen so you can understand and then speak with love. So let's listen. If we have a relative that really doesn't want to get close to God, let's listen to why this person doesn't want to, right? Let's listen to what it is, what is their view of God or, you know, what is something that may be bothering a person, right? And then if we're doing the right thing, then let's just love and pray for them. If we, A lot of times I've tried to listen to people, and I was like, man, it just makes me more upset, <laughs> right? And so then I ask God, hey, help me understand. Help me look past all that. Like kids are quick to tell me, this is boring, you know, and I just look past that, and I'll be like, this kid, you know, really is afraid to show that he's having fun. He really is afraid. Like he wants to act like he's cool, like he's good, but he's really lonely. And I've had to, like that, when a kid tells me it's boring, it makes me kind of upset, right? But because we've worked at it, I have people that are working with them. But God has led me to look past that and see that this kid is kind of insecure to say, you know what, I'm having fun. Because he wants to kind of pose like he has all these friends. Like his life is so great. And this is boring because his life is so much greater. And he just wants to give that appearance. But really, he's afraid to even admit that he's having a good time. And, And there's people that try to hide that they're having a good time. There's people that sometimes try to hide that God is working at their heart, that God is speaking at them. And they try to act like they don't want that, like like this, like the word is not getting to them, like God is boring, like they want nothing to do with that. But really, God is just coming at their heart, and he's coming at them. And you have to catch that, and you have to know how to communicate that, right? And so you just have to stand by and listen to people. And if we listen carefully, we'll be able to listen and see that God is actually doing something, Right? If we're praying for those people, and then we're just going to just wait and love on them. And then when the time is right, we're just going to communicate. We're just going to add words to our love, right? And we're going to communicate effectively. So we're going to listen first, and we're going to pray, and we're going to love our people. God, we thank you because you're good. Tell them, God, I want to know those who I communicate with. I want to know those people better. I want to listen better. You gave me two ears and one mouth. That means that you want me to hear more. You want me to listen more. So I want to listen better to my wife. I want to listen better to my husband. I want to listen better to my kids. I want to listen better to those people around me. And then I just want to love. And I want to communicate correctly. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next week. And I hope you enjoyed the word. And let's give it up to him because he's good. And We're recording the messages. We bought a recording... Uh, thing for recording uh, messages well so we'll, we'll be giving the message to your wife Philippe because she's today with our kids and so um, Ashley's also working with our kids let's give it up for her so and so uh, we'll tell you guys more about that God bless